in beautiful North Florida celebrating two years of color commentary, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. And happy President's Day. Wanted to uh, start off uh, our special uh, episode today with a little hail to the chief. Uh, Major League shout out to President Trump, who's down in Florida at his Mar-a-Lago estate. Uh, But actually, I kind of want to do today... Uh, a little something I would call a tale of two presidents, or in actuality, one president and one usurper, imposter, whatever. And before I get into it, as always, you know, happy President's Day for all the kids who are uh, out of school and for uh, federal workers who aren't uh, who have the day off. Uh, Congress already took theirs. They're out of there. But hey, I love it because when they're gone, they can't screw up anything else uh, uh, that we're already having to deal with. And as always, you can send us email at inblackandright at gmail.com. You can also reach us by our website, inblackandright.net. Also, I would encourage you to check out our online store. We have uh, patriotic uh, t-shirts and other things that are going to be coming out this year, hopefully to uh, generate some uh, revenue so we can expand. And I'm loving that idea. So anyway, yes, let's start with the, uh, the imposter in chief. That would be when Mr. Joe Biden... He did not exactly have a great week last week because after over a year, last Friday, he finally, finally decided to go visit East Palestine, Ohio, site of one of the worst environmental disasters in our nation's history, if not the worst. The people of the town, the citizens, are are essentially being punished. They are tormented. They they can't get the help that they've so desperately needed and they were utterly, utterly PO'd when Biden decided to show his sorry dementia-ridden caucus there to the town. Now, I kind of feel badly for the mayor of the town who <laughs> actually uh said before the visit 
that Biden should come back in 2025 when he's on a book tour. But the fact that he went when he did was not only it was a it was not only it was a one-two punch it the first punch came when he didn't bother to get these people the help they needed and didn't even show up then the second punch was right in the gut when he and the EPA administrator are patting themselves on the back saying how much they've done and no wonder Biden they tried to keep Biden and away from the town citizens who knew big time that it was a crock of bull major it's a photo op it's a political stunt they <laughs> the town even had their own version of a Trump rally when Biden showed up finally I mean I mean how tone deaf do you have to be to do something that brain dead and the residents of the town are suffering they have been suffering for over a year the EPA won't test their homes properly the CDC acknowledges that many of the town citizens uh, even children are getting uh, all kinds of health issues uh, nosebleeds neurological conditions some having seizures uh, that's just sick and the fact that Biden and his goons are gaslighting an entire town into thinking oh it's no big deal it's no big deal uh, wrong wrong and very wrong this is sick I mean it's already bad enough that Biden is having to deal with uh, potential impeachment proceedings uh, oh my gosh I mean the list is growing I mean you throw throw in uh, Robert hers the special counsel's report on Biden's memory this is the setup this is absolutely a setup to somehow get rid of Biden via the 25th Amendment or some other means. So this is going to be fun. And so now he pretty much slaps the face of all these people in East Palestine. And it was awful. And nobody gives a rip. The only people, the only media that I have seen there in the town is Real America's Voice and their investigative reporter Ben Burkwam. Dude's totally cool. I love it. Showing up on uh, Steve Bannon's War Room. These are people who are just at their wits end. They can't sell their houses. Heck, they can't even give them away because they can't stay in a house that is essentially poisoned and they're getting sick and they're staying in hotels and other th other places and yet Norfolk Southern the pain in the ass railroad who caused this mess is now starting to take away the funds for relocation 
probably starting either later this month or early March, which is going to put these people completely back to square one. They can't go to their homes. They can't even give away their homes. And yet they're continually exposed to air, to water that is essentially poisoned. And that's sick. That is truly sick, twisted and wrong. Now, Trump, when he went, he didn't wait a year. He, it was only maybe like a few days, but he came and he came with, he wasn't empty handed. I'll put it that way. Convoys of semis with water, cleaning supplies, things that he could help with. Yes, happy, happy. Now, and the, the citizens loved it. They loved it because Trump stayed. He talked with the people. And they loved him for it. You know, even went to a McDonald's and pretty much said, hey, you know, everybody lunches on me. This is the beauty of being a billionaire. I mean, heck, he even had water and supplies on board Trump Force One, which is a pretty darn big plane, uh, for sure. So, yeah, Biden is a joke and a very cruel one inflicted on the American people. And the DNC in their dark smoke-filled rooms are plotting and crafting a way to try to get rid of him so that he is not the nominee. And of course, there are still people who are out there talking about Michelle Obama taking over. And yeah, no, sorry, I'm not buying that. But that's a situation that will be resolved, hopefully, by November 5th of this year, because Trump gets back in the office, I, I can guarantee practically he will get the people of East Palestine the help they need. He will get an EPA, he'll get the CDC, he'll get whatever it takes to help these folks. And that's exactly what they're hoping for. And I say more power to them. They're, they're going to hang on, they're going to fight, and it's just crazy. It's absolutely one of the craziest things and one of the most unbelievable, arrogant things I have seen in modern politics. But again, are you really that surprised? Mm, I'm not. And anybody with any kind of sense uh, is not surprised either. But let's go to the real president. That would be one Donald J. Trump. Yes, he's not in office right now. And the fact that you have, I look at Trump and I am just amazed in a good way that in spite, in spite of the sham ruling by the psycho wackadoodle old white pervert judge and the uh, demonic Attorney General Letitia James, a witch with a B. Ugh. But yet Trump will go on and has gone on. Yes, he's going to appeal. He's going to fight the E. Jean Carroll mess. Yes, he's going to fight and appeal 
uh, what Ergeron did, uh, which is frankly just messed up. Uh, I mean, all kinds of prosecutorial misconduct, plus the judge was a corrupt SOB. Uh, also, and now, of course, let's <laughs> let's take a quick look at Fannie Willis down there in Fulton County, there in Atlanta. <laughs> this woman is a mess. Last Thursday started the hearing where she had to uh, deal with the judge in the case to see if she did anything that was, well, that would get her disqualified. And yes, she did. Oh, baby, yes, she did. Now, some people would think it's like, Oh, you're just and you're just going after her because she's black and <laughs> oh gag me please that's just ridiculous she shot herself in the foot I mean really first of all the adulterous affair now they call it personal relationship or romantic that's like no it was adultery okay I'm just calling it what it is because Nathan Wade was a married man and the fact that she even went to a church uh, around the time of, I, I guess it was a few weeks ago, and trying to gain sympathy, I don't blame her so much for that, but I definitely blame the pastor of that church for letting that woman get there and pull what I normally have seen in many predominantly black churches, you know, yeah, she wants sympathy, but no repentance for the fact that she committed adultery. And apparently, the pastor of the church didn't even call her out on the scriptural uh, verse that says, you know, to avoid even the appearance of impropriety. Apparently, that one went right out the window. But, I mean, my goodness, she was a hot mess. A straight-up, full-blown, full-grown mess. Then you throw in Nathan Wade, her lover, and apparently he seemed to have some problems uh, answering the questions that were posed. How did he get money? How and sh and there's no records of transactions from her because she paid everything in cash and people trying to, on mainstream media, to try to make an excuse? No, no and no. Because it is the policy of Fulton County that she is required, not suggested, but required to inform uh, to inform the powers that be that she's in a relationship with Wade and the fact that she is having all kinds of financial transactions but she's paying it in cash so there's no record of any type of transactions be it by a bank or any kind of a service uh, like PayPal, Cash App, and Venmo. Nothing. There's nothing there. So yeah. This is just wild how that's working. So, I mean, that case is going to pretty much fall apart. That is, if 
Brian Kemp, the governor, or Chris Carr, the attorney general of Georgia, actually get a backbone and some steel in their spine and pretty much have enough brass ones to call her out because they know as soon as they do something, oh, it was racist, it was racist, she's a black woman. It's like, please, I don't care. I don't care if she's black. I don't care if she's got pink and purple polka dots. She's a corrupt piece of crap. And the fact that she used her lover with all the money that she gave him, or at least taking Fulton County taxpayers' money and paying him, and all the things they did together, I mean, my gosh. Fannie Willis on the stand didn't even know which continent the country of Belize is in. I mean, seriously, this, I mean, she's arrogant, she was rude, she was over the top, but not exactly what I would call an intellectual heavyweight. I mean, Belize? Belize is a country in Central America, which makes it part of North America. Seriously. Um, I, I have to just go, are you kidding me? Are, are you seriously kidding me? So that's pretty bad. Now you have New York Governor Kathy Hochul. I love this. From Newsmax, Governor Hochul, headline, Governor Hochul reassures New York businesses after the Trump ruling. And frankly, she didn't do a very good job of it. Because for all intents and purposes, she essentially admitted that Trump was targeted period. It was political. Now, of course, she didn't use those exact words, but she's trying to tell New York businesses that, oh, it's okay. Everything's fine. Nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Does anybody with half a brain believe that? No, they don't. This is why not just people but businesses are leaving New York State in droves. Droves. <laughs> and to think that she wants to somehow, I mean, Hochul, that is, wants to gaslight people into thinking everything is fine just because? Mm -mm. No, it was a mess even before this whole thing with Trump and the civil fraud case even started. The taxes... I mean, people are leaving. Heck, Sean Hannity, one of the biggest talk radio stars in the country, heck, he's out of there. He moved to Florida. And welcome, Sean. The Sunshine State is happy to have you. So, yeah. So, Hochul is no help. That's for sure. But I'll tell you, it, it, there are just some things that just... Um, well, let's get on to uh, to Trump, okay? Because it's a lot more interesting and a lot more fun. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, one—I of, mean, of course, he had one heck of a weekend, for sure, uh, going to Michigan and doing a route, a get out the vote rally 
uh, before next week's uh, Michigan primary, Republican primary. So yeah, so he's doing that and had a great one. But the fact that Trump is still out there. I mean, I'll give you a great example. And this, this has to drive people utterly, utterly nuts. If, because you, the never Trumpers, uh, the Trump derangement syndrome people, you know, you can't deal. I'm sorry. You know, I, I'm sorry. Y'all are just crazy. Because here's Trump, in spite of the sham trials, the indictments, all the crap that's been talked about. Um, I mean, seriously. <laughs> I absolutely am blown away that, uh, <laughs> oh, mercy. It's just funny. So, Trump goes over the weekend to Philadelphia for sneaker con. Yeah. And he unveils a limited uh, run on these gold high top sneakers. Trump sneakers. $399 a pair uh, for the high tops and there's only about a thousand that that he made and some of them were randomly signed by Trump so what you've got is a collector's item I mean you can't wear that but still his high top sneakers sold out two to three hours after the launch on Saturday two to three hours he launches it in the afternoon by dinner time gone <laughs> that blows my mind now of course he also has a, another uh, low-top version of sneakers going for, uh, I do believe, $199, and that's, a, and that's available for purchase on a brand new site. But also he created a perfume and cologne line called Victory 47, and it's up and like 99 bucks a bottle, and I bet the sales are just going gangbusters on that too because whether you like it or not uh, Trump derangement sufferers and other wackadoodles Trump is still viable he is still the master of marketing he puts $400 pairs of gold high top sneakers and Boom, gone. Gone in just two or three hours. You, you know that's got to make some people just mad. So there's that. And plus he's got other stuff. So he's out there. Uh, great example today, just today. President Trump down in West Palm Beach. Great place, I've been there. Uh, and... There's a rally, a President's Day rally in West Palm Beach supporting Trump. And these folks, I mean, it's grassroots, completely grassroots, organized, and just trying to show love to Trump. Well, what does he do, President Trump? He sends 
over water and lunch to the folks who are out there rallying for him. It's it's wild. <laughs> I mean, in spite of all that, he can he's very thoughtful, very generous, and all these folks there supporting him, and he sends over lunch and a bunch of water. Ha! This is the real Donald Trump. And that's the part that the mainstream media and other various dingbats uh, just can't deal with. And they hold the rally right near, in a park that's near Trump's golf course in West Palm Beach. So yeah, they were celebrating President's Day. It was wild, and I absolutely love the story. Uh, you can see it in the Gateway Pundit, and it's just absolutely wild. <laughs> I mean, absolutely wild. The only per the only media that I saw there was Real America's Voice, who actually were. Uh, I think they were they're the only reporter, only media that was there and water and sent over food snacks for the folks there and i love that in spite of everything that man goes through he takes time out to show his generosity and being thoughtful to these folks they didn't have to be there they didn't they absolutely did not have to be there but they were so I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, and Trump is still going strong. Still going strong. This weekend, the 24th, is the South Carolina Republican primary. And Trump is keeping a promise that he made uh, on one of his last trips. Saturday night on the South Carolina State Fairgrounds, because when Trump was at Coastal Carolina uh, University there in Conway, South Carolina, it wasn't quite big enough. And, and President Trump, even before he went in to the inside there, he spoke to the folks outside, the overflow crowd. That's a man of the people. And he promised them that he would get a bigger place for them to have a victory celebration and what do you know he gets a space in the South Carolina State Fairgrounds I'm sure with a little help from Governor McMaster but you know but still that's gonna be a huge place that can hold a, a boatload of people uh, several boatloads of people and it's gonna be fantastic Saturday night to watch the Trump victory party it's just going to be a question of how much he wins by, in spite of birdbrain Nikki Haley's attempts to get never-Trumpers and Democrats to vote in the South Carolina Republican primary. She tried that same crap in New Hampshire, and it backfired. She lost by double digits. In fact, it was 11 points she lost by. Now, if she's going to try this in her home state, this is going to be fun. This is going to be really fun to see 
how badly this gets botched. Because if it didn't work in New Hampshire, which has a lot of independence, it's really not going to work in South Carolina, which is essentially loaded to the gills with Trump-supporting MAGA patriots. So what can you do, folks? <laughs> what can you do? Uh, so this is going to be kind of funny to me, but one thing that really isn't funny, I mean, just to show you how deranged uh, oh, wait a minute. I'll, I'll, I'm going to save that for a minute. But <laughs> Now, this happened also over the weekend. I almost forgot this. For in support of President Trump. You now have truck drivers. A lot of these are union guys who are, support Trump and they are refusing to take loads to New York City after the $355 million judgment in the civil fraud case. Now there was a guy, there is a guy named Chicago Ray. He uh, is a social media influencer as well as a long-haul truck driver. So this is going to be really interesting to see, uh, I mean, if this actually catches on. Uh, I, I don't know, but the fact that there are some truck drivers, blue-collar guys, hard-working guys. I know several truckers. God bless them all. And I appreciate what they do. Now, Joe Biden doesn't, but like, hello, is this really, again, a surprise? It's not. But even truck drivers aren't willing to go to New York uh, to support Trump and not give them anything. Not, not Take no load. Something, get somebody else to do it. But that's just wild to me. No, nobody would do that for Biden. And he's supposed to be the most pro-union president. Uh, yeah, right, whatever. Ugh. So, a couple of things I want to finish out today. Just to show you how severely nuts some people are. I mean, this is Trump derangement syndrome on major league steroids because, um, and even, you know, media types, I mean, you've got these very crucial cases that are right now in the Supreme Court being decided upon. And since the Supreme Court has been a target of the wackadoodle left and even and specifically Justice Thomas. Here's one for you, my friends, from Newsmax. This is insane. Headline, John Oliver offers Clarence Thomas $1 million to quit the Supreme Court. I'm like, that's a WTF right there on a Monday. I don't have to wait till Friday. But this, I gotta read you some of this because this is messed up. This is a sick, twisted individual thinking that he can somehow bribe one of the most brilliant jurists of the modern era of the Supreme Court into quitting because they want him gone. And I mean, they really want him gone. 
and this is annoying because there's not a snowball's chance in hell that Clarence Thomas is going to take this, but I got to show you how desperate some of these people are. Uh, from the story, from the Newsmax story, last week tonight, host John Oliver is calling on Clarence Thomas to resign from the Supreme Court, claiming he'd give the justice $1 million per year and a luxury motor coach to step down. Oliver spent much of Sunday's show satirizing the conservative justice, whom he said made the lives of Americans demonstrably worse. Yeah, right, whatever. Before extending the offer, which he claims is valid for 30 days. And apparently, John Oliver said on his show, quote, Justice Thomas, we have a special offer for you tonight. Oliver said, according to Rolling Stone, we are prepared to offer you $1 million a year for the rest of your life if you leave the Supreme Court immediately and never come back. This is not a joke, the comedian insisted, holding up a legal contract. A million dollars a year until you or I die. The HBO host claims claimed to have consulted with legal experts who assured him that the offer was legal under the ethics framework of the high court, adding that the network was not shelling out the money. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's bad when you have some dingbat supposed comedian offering a United States just Supreme Court justice essentially a bribe because that's what it is it's a bribe hey you leave the high court you don't come back we'll give you a million dollars a year mm-hmm yeah I'm sorry but no because for one thing I'm sure Justice Thomas would have probably gotten a heck of a laugh out of this I really believe he would it's like no he will leave the court either on his terms or if God Almighty sees to take him home to be with him. He's, he's not leaving unless he's dead or something happens to where he'll retire. So, no, this is just stupid. This is a stunt to try to get this man ratings. So, John Oliver, keep your money, keep your contract. You're wasting your time. And no, Justice Thomas is going absolutely nowhere because people, intellectual lightweights like yourself, cannot even begin to compete. Not even, you can't begin to compete with the nuclear intellectual firepower of a guy like Clarence Thomas. So this is an insult, really. So forget that idea. I mean, but this is just an example of how thoroughly messed up some people are. And it's, it's just wild. But I wanted to end on that today, my friends. Uh, I love you all. I will be back. To, um, I'm hoping to be back tomorrow. Uh, been having a little bit of trouble lately, health-wise. But if I'm able, I will be here uh, doing what uh doing what i do 
and having a good time doing it. So, my friends, take care of yourselves. Uh, subscribe to our podcast. We're available on all podcast platforms, big, small, and in between. So, until then, for now, take care of yourselves. God bless you. Happy President's Day, and always remember that patriots come in all colors.